0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. I'm a retired 27-year veteran of the NYPD. I was a sergeant in Manhattan North Homicide. That's where where I retired out of. I had an eclectic career. I did six and a half years in anti-crime. I was a sergeant for 22 years of my career, 16 years in the detective bureau. And I came on today, well, I first want to mention, uh, if you don't know about our podcast, it's Police Off the Cuff, and I do real crime stories. Um, We would love you to join our Patreon. Right there is www.patreon.com, Police Off the Cuff. We can also be seen on Instagram. And please, if you're not a member, join us on YouTube and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like the show button. One of the reasons I'm on today is because as of like last week when they had that shooting in Times Square, again, another horrific crime spree happened. And this was on the subway overnight. And it was on the 4, 5, and 6 train. And there was a total of four robberies and slashings. And it, it brings me back, you know, to the 80s and, and to the 90s when crime was just so totally out of control. I'm going to show you a little bit of a uh, um, a tape with a police commissioner, Shea, addressing this. And then they'll talk about the crimes and, and uh, how they made arrest in this case. Folks, I understand we had a little bit of an audio problem there, so I'm just gonna talk about what happened. There was four robberies with slashings. Uh, there was anywhere between three to five males involved in these robberies. Not only did they rob the um, passengers, but they, they slashed them, uh, most of them in the face. One, the last victim, they stabbed him in the eye. Uh, I mean, horrendous, horrendous situation. In transit, you know, transit also used to have a anti-crime unit that was highly, highly effective. They really blended in with, uh, with the criminals, actually, because they, they looked great. I'll tell you, there was one of the best uh, anti-crime units on the police department. Again, that is gone. That is no more. There is no more anti-crime, whether it's on the street or down below the ground. Anti-crime is a thing of the past. The technology now down in the subway, you heard the police commissioner talk about the MTA cameras and how they were able to produce photographs of the perpetrators and get them out to to the patrol force right away so that they could um, make the arrest and disseminate the photographs of the wanted perps. Uh, So this is uh, an amazing thing with the technology, but the problem is, is the support is this was a one of the um perpetrators either who was wanted or was subsequently arrested uh at this time they have three people under arrest apparently a fourth uh was a cooperator and apparently wasn't involved uh to the level that they they could make an arrest uh once they got the this was this was on moving trains the four five and six trains and it started at 0420 this morning. Just think of the people that are out on the train going to work early in the morning and have to deal with these predators, groups of four or five males preying upon people, robbing their cell phones. All of this while politicians are talking about defunding the police. And it, it, it was sort of... Uh, apropos that this week they had the uh, the debate of the mayoral candidates. And before the Times Square shooting and before this subway crime spree, no one was talking about crime. No one. Not one of the candidates. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're concerned about crime. I mean, look at this crew right here. Look at this crew of people running for mayor. The only people that were talking about it was Eric Adams and um, uh, 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 Lang, I think it was, uh, the Asian gentleman. The rest of them are all uh, defund the police types uh, and just clueless, clueless types. Um, people that just, they talk about giving the money to the community, giving the money to the community. How's that going to stop? four thugs on the subway from slashing the faces of people and, and removing their wallets and their cell phones. I, I did, Anyone who says defund the police should immediately leave this mayoral race, race forthwith and, and not even think of running for mayor because you're out of touch with reality. The other thing is that they talk about and anyone that knows about fighting crime, they talk about stop and frisk. And that's what the press calls it. The press calls it stop and frisk because they have an animus towards the police department. It was never called stop and frisk. And you would think that Eric Adams, who was a retired NYPD captain, would know that. But he goes along with the crowd and he calls it stop and frisk also. It's called stop, question and frisk. Stop, question and possibly frisk. And the stop and the question may lead, you need reasonable suspicion to stop someone. All right. So the stop question and frisk, it's important to have the question in there because the question could either totally clear someone where it would be unnecessary to frisk them, or it could up the level of suspicion where of course you want to you want to frisk the person. But when I hear someone say, especially people, politicians, and people that have a great animus towards the police department say, Oh, stop and frisk. You don't know what you're talking about, first of all. When you get paid, if someone gives you a dollar, would you take 66 cents? I don't think so. So when you still call it stop and frisk, you're only talking about 66% of the 100%. So you're leaving out 33%, right? So it's stop, question, and frisk. I was a former professor, so I don't mind educating you people, all right? But you need to be re-educated. So one of the big problems is, of course, the subway system in the last few weeks and months is a victim of many things. There's some great NYPD transit officers. A new class just went out and it's always been known that working in the subway system was a lonely job. You were on your own. You were, you were working by yourself and transit cops back in the day had to be badasses because they were by themselves and half the time their radios didn't even work. So they had to know how to handle themselves. But now the subway has sort of been surrendered and you hear there's a lot of politics down in the subway, right? One of the biggest political moves that was made was taking away jumping the turnstile as a misdemeanor and making it into just a civil matter. That is a huge thing for the police because when, People jumped the turnstile, The police had something called search incidental to lawful arrests. So someone could be arrested for a misdemeanor for jumping the turnstile. They're handcuffed and they get searched. And lo and behold, on these searches, what was recovered a great amount of time were firearms, weapons, weapons that would be used to commit crimes on the subway system. So those tools with bail reform and with criminal justice reform and with the redistribution of wealth philosophy coming from the progressives has been taken away from the police. I would ask you, one of the questions I would like to ask Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo and the head of the MTA is, do you think these three robbers paid their fare? I'd like to know that. I really would like to know that. In fact, any officers that were involved in this investigation if you want to uh, text me or send the email to me with for, for police off the cuff, I would like to know did I, did these three guys pay their fare? Because I would bet, I would bet my bottom dollar that none of them paid their fare. So in essence, they're on the subway system for free, and they're committing crimes. So I mean, what what is this all about? You know. Uh, and how are we going to combat this? You, If you hear some of these mayoral candidates, they deny the existence of crime. Oh, crime's not a problem. Let's just give the money to the community. What does that mean, give the money to the community? What does that actually mean? Are we going to send social workers down into the subway? I saw very recently they sent auxiliary police. Real real, real bad move. That's a real dangerous, dangerous thing to send unarmed, untrained Auxiliary police officers wearing the same uniform as armed NYPD officers down into the belly of the beast, into the New York City subway system. I mean, it it just it defies it defies logic to me, you know. And of course, you're going to see next thing that's going to be in the subway system. The Guardian Angels are going to show up again, which, you know, I bet you a lot of citizens wouldn't mind seeing the Guardian Angels down there. They just want to be safe. They just want to be safe. you know. And if I was riding the subway, going to work at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, bring as many guardian angels on there as possible. Because you know something? The politicians have handcuffed the police. And they're not allowing the police to do their job. Uh, I heard that two out of the three arrested were juveniles. Well, there's a different definition of juveniles now, I believe the age of a juvenile now is under 18. You know, Stephen Washkell, uh, the great Dr. Stephen Washkell is in the chat. You reminded me of that and I was gonna mention that, but I was thinking that the, the city would panic if you mentioned Bernard Goetz. And for some of you youngsters out there, in 1984, in December, there was this guy who the criminals would call a herb. They would call him a herb, his name was Bernard Goetz. And Bernard Goetz had been robbed before. So he started packing heat. He started carrying a gun. And sure enough, he gets on the subway and um, four, uh, four perpetrators approached him. One of them with a sharpened screwdriver and they were playing with him. But you know something Bernard Goetz had had enough of being played with. And he pulled out a gun and he shot all four of them. And that sort of split the city uh in regards to people that felt that Bernard Goetz was justified in doing what he did and folks that felt that Bernard Goetz had committed assault one after um good Bernard Goetz went on trial he was found not guilty of shooting uh the young the young robbers however he was found guilty of illegal weapons possession But it sort of split the city and our people, if the government does not protect you, if they don't have the will to protect you, because they have the means, they have the NYPD, even some of these moronic politicians that talk about defunding the police, they should ride the subway at 04:20 in the morning. They should get on the subway by themselves. They should be paid an unlivable wage and have to work the working poor that get on the subway at that hour and are not protected because politicians refuse to protect them. Bail reform is one of the biggest disasters in in this whole criminal justice reform. It just, one of the robbers in this subway incident, he did a robbery in January and he's out. He hasn't been adjudicated for that robbery. This, in case you guys don't know, Using a weapon during the commission of a robbery where you cause a physical injury or display what appears to be a knife is a robbery first degree. It's a very, very, very serious crime. Um, a lot of these crimes that qualify for bail reform, um, they, they, the politicians have pulled the wool over the public's eyes. Do you know that robbery second degree aided by another? Is considered a nonviolent crime, according to the bail reformers and the criminal justice reformers. Pam Leone, who uh produces us, she's done a lot of research on this, and you would not believe the amount of crimes or the level of crimes that are listed on those crimes that are nonviolent. It's it's really pathetic because no one's paying attention. No one's paying attention to this. So while these progressive politicians tell you that the police are the problem, you know who the problem is? They are the problem. The problem. When I see every day Governor Cuomo doing his whole dance about COVID, you know, as he makes $4 million from a book advance, and he is the architect of criminal justice reform. This disaster, he deserves part of the problem. Him, the Blasio. You know disasters disasters of this and you know when people start coming back to the city they're going to demand public safety they're going to want to be safe and when when they're not allowing them to be safe it it, it's just it's just incredible that they're not protecting the citizens when you see some of these folks that are running for mayor and and their ideas about what crime fighting is I don't know what planet they're on. I have no idea. And you know what the, 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 the thing is, is that the police, um, the upper echelon of the police department is not allowed to give their true opinion to these people and tell them how they really feel about them and what, what, what their ideas are like. It is, it is unbelievable. I mean, here's, here's uh, a woman named Diane Morales who is one of the people running for mayor, uh, this, this is what she has to say. They were all talking about their pie in the sky, defunding of the police, taking one one idiot said removing 3 billion from the police department and investing it in the community. Where did he get that from? Has that been tried anywhere? Has there been any other, yeah, probably Chicago where shootings are like, they're like Baghdad. They're like downtown Baghdad. And that's what this uh, Scott Stringer, that's what he wants. And he, he's, he's mentioning, Rudolf Giuliani, who created the CompStat program and the broken windows policing, and he was the first person that, but well, Dinkins had the safe streets, safe city, but he was the first person or the first mayor to make New York City the largest, the safest large city in the United States. And these progressives are talking about I don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about defunding the police. I mean, that is just outrageous, just outrageous. You know, so some of the things that I'd I'd like to I'd like to mention is that uh, we also have to praise the cops that worked last night uh, that were able to match the photos that they received from the MTA and they were able to to arrest the uh, perpetrators without incident they apparently recovered a serrated knife that was used in these robberies and uh that they deserve praise because the police as you know are under attack and they're getting no credit but the the people like these progressive politicians are saying that the police are the problem and as you can see the police are not the problem The the problem are politicians you know, and and I love to say that because no one's saying that when they say these outrageous things like defund the police oh, the police do this, the police do that. How come all of them have armed bodyguards then it, and they're all police? How come if they don't like the police, they're using armed guards because they don't have to worry about it. They can just talk about how they want to defund the police. Let's start by defunding all of the armed security for the New York City Council, and, and let's let's defund. Go further than that. Let's defund all politicians in this city. Let's see how they like it. And the media is also to blame for this. I, I, you know, I never saw, and I wondered this. I never saw the walkout of these perps. How come this, there was no walkout? I'm wondering because they did four ro- robberies in twelve minutes on the four, five, and six line. And that's that's a dubious distinction. I wonder why there was no walkout, you know, because I think the the community should know who the robbers are among us, you know, and uh, it's, it's outrageous. I, I'm just going to have to cut to a quick commercial. Big supporter of police off the cuff, Joseph W. Murray, attorney at law, former member of the service, former police officer. He now has a, a website. Uh, Joe at murray law.com. Joe Murray, if you uh, need an attorney, he's our guy. If you're looking to move down south to say Myrtle Beach, Carolina, Carol Walters is a realtor down there who works for the Beach Realty Group.com. Uh, her number is 914 261 6681. Carol Waters is a former 20 year bartender at Fitzpatrick's Hotel in Manhattan. And her husband, Rob McMahon, was an NYPD officer and a rollover to the FDNY. So if you need any real estate, you're looking to move out of New York because of the high taxes and the crime and these progressive politicians, Carl Waters is your realtor. You know, I just had to go live today. I thought I was going to take the day off. But when I saw this occur, uh, and I and on the heels of the, the debate from, um, so from these mayoral candidates, it's like, all the candidates on the, in this mayoral crew, this whole crew right here, they're all bad, but you know, it's amazing. I didn't think I would say this, but the best out of all of them is probably Eric Adams and the rest of them. I mean, I don't know where they got their philosophy from or where they got their governing stance from. And I, I just think they're clueless. Scott Stringer, forget it. You have no chance. Go back to being the controller, you know, uh, most of you have zero chance. I mean, there's, there's going to be one person come out of this crew, thank God. And it's, instead of saying who is the best, we're, we're saying who is the least worst. And uh, I thank you folks uh, for a Saturday. Uh, yeah, defund the politicians. That's right. Carol loving Alaska. I agree. We probably should defund the politicians. It's a good idea. Um, Deborah Barron, the mayor said his kids would laugh at anyone who claims subways are not safe. Yeah. Four or five people have been pushed on the track so far this year by EDPs, Emotionally Disturbed Persons, who his wife got a billion dollars to solve that problem, Thrive New York. She's doing an excellent job. Uh, uh, Richella Pranzo, 12-step woman, it's my pleasure to be Facebook friends. And Pete was honored to send you the special interest for the book. The Pranzos are the biggest fans we have of Police Off the Cuff. Oscar Farrafino. Uh, Pam Leone, thanks for uh, stopping by. Janine Goodman, Steve Washkill, always a friend of the show. I'm not gonna stay on too long today. I think uh, I've made my point. I wanna congratulate the transit officers and the Transit Brass and Commissioner Shea for getting right out there and letting the public know what occurred. And luckily we made um, four arrests on this. And I say we, I still consider myself a New York City cop even though I'm retired. And I want to commend the transit police for doing a fantastic job because they really did do an unbelievable job in making this arrest, communication, and the follow-up on this. And again, I would love to know anyone that worked this case, if you could reach out to me. I want to know if any of these guys paid their fare because I know that that would be one of the first questions I would ask them. Where'd you jump on the train? (laughs) Or what station did you jump on? Folks, I just want to a lighter note. I just want to let you know that this Tuesday night, and I'm going to put up the flyer right here. This Tuesday night, it's police off the cuff night at Bardo Restaurant. Uh, 7 p.m. It's at 350 West 46th Street. You can call for reservations, 917-262-0543. You get to meet me and Mark DeMeo and retired NYPD captain actor and restaurateur joe lisi a 15 percent discount for police off the cuff fans coming out for a fun night we're going to shake hands kiss babies you know whatever you want to do take pictures with us talk to you we'd be thrilled to meet you uh so that's police off the cuff night at bordeaux folks i think that i'm going to uh be signing off just a few more shout outs to you guys uh janine goodwin thank you you're a huge fan of the show loretta lee love from australia wow like what time is it in australia loretta lee it's like the other side of the world you know but it's great to see that we have uh bit too far someone else is in arizona yeah i guess maybe you can order a pizza to go from Bordeaux for that night (laughs) so for all you police off the cuff fans thank you so much for listening and I want you guys to watch your back if you're in New C- New York City, especially on the subway. And if if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, please, please, uh, five thirty a.m. in in Australia. Wow, what are you doing up so early? Getting ready to get on the subway. <laughs> so if you if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to us on YouTube. If you consider joining our Patreon, uh, I put our Patreon address up there. There it is, www.patreon.com policeoffthecuff. And thank you so much for your support. I'm Bill Cannon signing off, hoping you have a great weekend. And we'll see you Monday night. with Ma- uh, Mark and I will be back with an episode at 7 p.m. of Police Off the Cuff After Hours. Again, thank you so much for watching. And uh, we-, we appreciate every single one of you guys. Believe it or not, we absolutely do. And uh, Peter Pranzo, I'll definitely see you and Richella on Tuesday night. God bless and good night, everyone.